love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. On today's episode of Reinvention Radio. Like, what are we waiting for? Like, is there, like, I feel like there's like this, like this, like this wave that's like coming or something. And like, we're, we're supposed to just stay out of the way. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. We are live. Hello, everybody. What is going on? Welcome to the conversation. Welcome, welcome. I'm going to share this. Matter of fact, you guys can share it. That would be awesome. I'm going to share to my story. And you guys can share. We want you on, on the conversation. This has been shared to my story. Good. That's what I wanted. Awesome. So what is going on, Mary Mary? How are you? Doing well. I'm just waiting for more sunshine. Yeah, I know. Good luck with that. All right, we are going. I'm just going to share. Go on to uh, Facebook. I have to check my WhatsApp. What's up, Randall? How are you, my brother? I have to check my WhatsApp. What's going on there? We're going to get started here in just a moment. We need to be able to see you all at one time, not flipping screens from who is talking. Okay, I will change the setting on that. Thank you for the heads up, Kelly. Let me change that setting. We're going to get ready to rock and roll here. Let me see how I do that. I think I need to do that as a gallery. How do I do that? As a gallery, I need to do that. So let me see if I can do it. Richie Ote, what's up, Bubba? How are you? <laughs> good, good. All right. Unmute yourself there, Rich. Let me see if I'm I good. can see can if that me? shows up. Gallery review. There we are. How are you, sir? The gang is all here. What is going on? Welcome, welcome. All right. So, so let's see. We can get folks. Let me share. I think I can share the link on Facebook. Um, I think I can share the link. If you guys can share it, that would be awesome too. Um, let me see if we can join. So hold on. So join the conversation here. Nope, that's not it. Hold on. Let me pull the, let me see how I can do that. What is going on, Mike? Welcome, welcome. All right. This is where I'm going to, this is where I am going to fall a little bit short in terms of my technical expertise, because I know that there's a way to bring people on. Uh, and I'm just not a hundred percent sure how to do that, which I want to do. So um, if you can help folks through this challenging time, that is what we are all about here. And now what's up, Angela? Good to see you here. There we go. Good. So we got that set up. Now I want to be able to share that link. Kelly, can you, can you share the link? So if we want to bring people on, um, they have the ability to join uh, the conversation as well. Can you, can you post that, Kelly? That would be very helpful. All right. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with reinvention radio, 
Uh, we do broadcast every single week, pretty darn consistently on Thursdays from 12 until 2 Pacific and uh, cover a lot of ground, bring people in from across the globe who are reinventing the status quo and uh, dismantling the status quo and re have reinvented their lives and are doing amazing things as a result. And so every week I'm joined by the awesome and lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Mary Goulet. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you too. And of course, the one and only Richie Ote. What is up, my brother? How are things? All so, is good. Yeah, yeah, all is good. All right, so you guys, I want to see how can we use the chat? How can we do this? Again, Kelly, help with this one if you don't mind, just because I want to make sure that we can keep this um, interactive since we're doing this as a live. They may actually have to come on here, so we may have to share this link. Um, so, yeah, I see that. I see the chat there, but we got to get people on here to be able to share the chat and then to be able to bring them on with their video. So Kelly, if you can do that, that would be awesome. All right, let's, um, let's do this, which is first and foremost, just give me a heads up in terms of how, how are you doing, Mary Goulet, in this particular moment? Are your kids <clears throat> they're home from school, right? Yes, so Sterling's working part-time. Portia, um, of course her school canceled, but she's been doing homework since yesterday and the teachers are doing online classes or like FaceTiming the students, which is great. So they're mm -hmm. keeping some connection. I've had cancellations with my rentals, um, but then I've got bookings with my rentals. So it's just a weird thing. And I feel strangely calm about it. And I've been working on doing some of my own creative stuff and pushing myself out there more so because I've been saying forever, I'm too heavily real estate driven. Yeah. And I need to go back to doing coaching and, and writing eBooks and things like that just to balance out my portfolio. Yeah. But overall, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Are you seeing anything in your community? Like, I mean, what's going on, what's going on in the stores uh, in, in your community right now? Well, I think, I mean, for Vons, where I shop, there was that rush and all the store shelves were emptying. But a friend of mine works there and she said it'll, they're getting caught up on their production. And so the store shelves will be more back to normal next week. Yeah. Everybody stay calm. The one thing that's really cool is that the community in Encinitas is sending out emails and on next door to support the restaurants and the shops as much as possible and listing the hours that the stores and the shops, well, not the shops, but the uh, restaurants will do takeout and delivery pickup only. Okay. And everybody here is really concerned about our main street 101 because they're all mom and pop. We don't have the corporate Chick-fil-A down the street. We have mom and pop taco stands and uh, restaurants. So they're closed for seating but not for feeding. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. Are you, uh, are, are the shelves, are the shelves like crazy empty too? Have you, have you been into the store? What, what are you seeing in your neighborhood? Um, empty. Only certain things are filling up. Um, I have not been able to buy macaroni and cheese for Portia because that's what she wanted. I'm like, Portia, it's been gone for 
since last Friday. You're talking mac and cheese? Yeah, she's like, I want Annie's mac and cheese. I'm like, girl, I, I think I have to go to like Julian to see if they have any, but there's, it's not here. Yeah. 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 Rich, what, what are you seeing in your neighborhood? What's, what's going on there? Uh, the neighborhood itself or home? I, what you want uh, to start with? Both. Both. Okay. So home is, it's been super interesting. It's very, very binary for me because Trisha is in the hospitality industry, right? She's at Marriott and at Humphreys. So yeah. concerts are gone and conferences are gone, which is her two main things. So she's a hundred percent off. But um, in the world of e-commerce, man, it's booming. There's people buying online that have never boomed. I have some friends that are doing all they can to not sound braggadocious right now because mm -hmm. so many people are buying online, right? It's, the only, it's sometimes the only place you can find stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm by no means bragging. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of work and it's been challenging with the kiddo home and stuff like that. But it's yeah. definitely been kind of binary here as far as the home life goes. Um, our community has been awesome. We have not run out of toilet paper at one place. We've been helping all the elderly and bringing them stuff. You know, have you? What was that? You, you, you have been personally helping the elderly and bringing them. Yeah. Yeah. I have three separate people we've been bringing here. We all, we've all kind of, uh, kind of adopted people in the neighborhood and helping take care of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, not one time has anything run out. It, uh, right closer over towards Hillcrest, a couple of stores like farther out from a neighborhood it's ran, but our, our little neighborhood's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe, Mary knows the area, but it, it, there's lots of canyons all around and people just don't, they don't really come here unless they belong here, I guess is the yeah. answer. Yeah. But yeah. It's been great yeah. overall. Like it's, it's had its challenges with the kiddo because she like loves to run, play. She doesn't understand like, why can't I go have a play date? Everyone's playing like soccer is going to, if you think soccer was popular before, it's probably going to be more soc soccer popularity because it's the only way they can play, but be far away from each other. So they're like kicking the ball. They're not touching the ball, but they're still hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's been, you know, it's been good overall. It's only what, what's been like a week now. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. I know, I mean, from my perspective and, and help me understand this because from my perspective, um, like I, I go outside and it just looks like a normal, beautiful day, you know, like I, I, like, what are we waiting for? Like, is there, like, I feel like there's like this, like this, like this wave that's like coming or something. And like, we're, we're supposed to just stay out of the way of this, of this wave. But like, is it, is there even a wave coming? Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just so confused about like what, why are we inside? Like, that's, that's what I don't get. It's, in, it's interesting you bring that up, and especially using the analogy, the wave. First off, I'll say, not a scientist. You know, I don't know. I don't have a microscope where I'm checking out people that have it and people who haven't and how long they've had it. But I'm pretty good at trying to get information from all sides, you know, not just looking in one particular spot. Yeah. And I think the part that's unique with this one is um, – they're just trying to flatten the wave, right? We've all seen that graph of whether it was China or Italy or wherever, and they're just trying to flatten that wave and not make it stress the hospitals. And mm -hmm. for, for people who are like, what does that even mean? 
Um, we only have like 950,000 beds in America and we have 330,000 people. We're still mm -hmm. a long way away from 950,000 people being infected, right? Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is the kind of trifecta, not the new media summit trifecta, but uh -huh. the trifecta of asymptomatic. So you can literally not even have symptoms and be spreading it. The delay in the show of symptoms and be able to spread it. So um, say, I, don't I haven't heard what the record was. I know there was somebody over five days. I want to say it was seven, but don't hold me to the numbers. Um, but they had it for five days. They had no symptoms and they had spread it, right? And then you have that also with, um, you know, the elderly, the rate being so much higher, right, yeah. of, of how it affects them. So what I've actually liked about this whole thing is this is first time in a long time in my life that I've seen politics seemingly start to want to work together on something and everyone really mm -hmm. trying to figure something out and something we don't know, right? That's the yeah. most interesting part. It's not like we're saying, you know, taxes or health. Like it really seems like we're trying to figure something out to your point that we don't even know really what it is. And mm -hmm. Um, but is there something coming? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like what, what, what is it exactly that we're, that we're, we're, we're doing here? Like, it, again, you just look outside and it just seems like a normal day. I guess that's, what's the scariest thing is like, this is just so invisible and so impossible to detect. And then, uh, Lena, my wife said, um, that, you know, it's, she told me this a few days ago, which I guess they figured out now it's airborne. So it's like, you, you don't even have to just touch something, right? You, it's actually airborne as well. So are you, are you hearing similar things? Uh, Cause uh, you know, everybody's getting their, their news from different sources. I'm just wondering what you guys are hearing in terms of how it's being transmitted and, and, and whatnot. I've heard a little bit of that again, not a scientist, you know, I'm not, I don't have any subjects here to work on or anything, even if I was, but yeah. uh, it's, look, our, we're a consumer nation and we love commerce. And for, for all these companies to be doing this all at once, I, I, again, I think it's more of a nip it in the bud type approach. Like, Hey, just take a bite quick and, and really just, since we are unaware and uncertain how exactly it's spreading and how, but it's very viral. Like um, I'm trying, I could almost, I should look up the study specifically here, but there was one where they were doing a swab and it was like 10,000 times more than a normal swab would. So, I mean, it's like, it's super potent too. So it's mm -hmm. just, again, these to have, football and baseball and basketball and all these companies that are just, they're the things that help us out of the depression and stuff. People want to be entertained and want to, so yeah. if they're shutting down bars and they're shutting down things that entertain people, movie theaters and all this stuff, they see something that we don't know. And I think yeah. to your point, Steve, I think a little bit of this is just a waiting game, but I know we're, 
a nation of commerce and no one would be doing this for no reason. And it's interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, it, and, and scary from the standpoint of, you know, let's, let's play this out and who, who would benefit from, if we're going to go straight conspiracy theory on this, who, who would benefit from this sort of shutdown because it's really interesting did you guys see the um the dean coots book and then some people said it was um it was sylvia brown so there were a couple people kind of kicking those um kicking those around right in terms of who the original uh creator was of this content but um in the dean coots book at least the eyes of darkness from what i've seen which was 1980s when that was written specifically he had talked about wuhan like literally named the city and this and this virus that was going to come in 2020 like i kid you not like literally the year yeah. 2020 was named and that it would stem from this city and like how freaky is that and whether it's sylvia brown or dean coons or whoever it, somebody wrote it even if it was, I think Sylvia Brown was credited as doing something um, in, in the 90s or the early 2000s, it doesn't matter. Either way, to name the city and to name the virus, not the virus, but uh, to, to describe what this would do in the way that it is doing it, that is some scary, freaky stuff. And it's almost like, you know, they say fact is stranger than fiction. But at the same token, when you look at a lot of what's going on with, I mean, think about, you know, the movie Contagion. Think about, um, you know, the, the uh, Hulu series, um, The Strain. Think about even like The Walking Dead, right? When you see all of these people laying out what could possibly happen and then some of this playing out, do, does it, is there, Mary, let me ask you that. I mean, could, could you think of, you know, I don't really want to go down this conspiracy path here, but at the same token, I mean, should we put a sign up that says we're talking conspiracy theory right now, just so people don't like. Okay. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I will say a couple of facts. They're not conspiracy. They're just facts. If you look at Bill Gates, he just stepped down as CEO or whatever from Microsoft. Yep. He's also investing and funding the company that owns the patent to coronavirus. He also has, there are speeches. What, what do you mean the, pat, the patent to coronavirus? I'm, I'll look it up while you guys are talking, but let me finish my other point. If you watch some of his speeches that you can find online, he's a, tr a proponent of, we need to decrease our population. And he talks specifically about the elderly. And there's, I saw three clips of him talking about that. When this was, I'm answering this to Steve's question, who would benefit or is this a conspiracy theory? Those are just straight facts. And that is out there in communities, people talking and saying, kind of curious that he steps down. And then the other point I wanted to bring up was Italy is still doing the wave. China doesn't have any new cases at this time. So I think in the beginning, when they shut everything down, they were thinking at least 14 days of shutdown. It could be increased another two weeks beyond that. 
But for me, in how it's playing out in my world, VRBO, Airbnb said, anyone who booked something prior to March 14th can cancel up until April 14th. So they're doing a 30-day window. And I just got another cancellation as I'm sitting here. Oh, boy. Seriously. So I'll look up the Bill Gates thing, but they named the company. He's funding it. And it has something to do with the coronavirus. That's something. Yikes. Yeah, definitely look that up. I mean, mostly, sorry for interrupting, Steve, just because since you're saying it's just facts, I don't even, how could a patent even go through and what is it? We don't even totally know what it is yet. So I'd love to know what that is. Well, SARS had a patent as well. And keep things in perspective because we've had like 130 people roughly die from the disease. And they, I think most all of them had an underlying condition. So one kid who died and he was like 27, he literally died because he had leukemia and he didn't know it. Mm. And his immune system was compromised and then he died. So we got to can't take these headlines or these talking points that people throw out these sound bites on the news. I stopped watching the news because it's like so crazy. H1N1, a thousand people died over six months until the administration finally started to do something about it. I don't even recall thinking about it when it was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, and HIV killed more people. So this is a very um, strong reaction, which fine. I think it's really bringing out people's true character and true colors, how they behave in this situation, i.e. hoarders. Now we can identify hoarders in our communities. (laughs) <laughs> and also the guy who's standing on Encinitas Boulevard in El Camino Real in Encinitas saying, let's do toilet paper swaps. Bring me some toilet paper so I can give it to people in need. He was on, he wasn't literally himself on the news, but it was commented on the news. There's a guy out in San Diego getting toilet paper for people who don't have it. So hmm. that's kind of cool. And like Richard doing stuff for the elderly in his community so we just have to play it out for two weeks. What the heck? So, so it's interesting, right? To if you have, uh, and, and so to that end, right? I mean, you can look at the numbers and obviously the numbers in, in terms of fatalities anyway, and hopefully it stays this way, but in terms of fatalities, the numbers um, are, are, are minuscule when you compare it against other uh, pandemics that we've had to deal with. I mean, there's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, larger than SARS and, and uh, H1N1, but, for, but then you go up and I mean, like, you know, Spanish flu and black, flag, like, I mean, it's, it, there's, there's no comparison whatsoever. So a couple of things, number one, Lena and I were actually talking about this yesterday. Part of the reason why there's certainly been some containment around this is because we have the ability to communicate in ways that we never had the ability to communicate before. Like if this was, you know, if this was Spanish flu, or something of that nature. And by the way, am I the only one who's offended that he keeps calling this thing the Chinese virus? Like, why are you offended? It's not racist. It's just started in Wuhan, China. It's completely racist. It's it's completely. Oh, then Russian collusion is not racist. Russian collusion is not racist. We cannot call this thing the Chinese virus. That is just wrong. But it's it started like, there. That's how they identify them. The yes. S-A-I-R-S, what came from like Saudi Arabia, it's still called that. Nobody calls it the Saudi Arabia or something virus. 
it's they usually name them based on where they originated from and people who are making the story become a racist angle make me insane people get a life go volunteer go help your fellow person and get off this stupid racist crap Okay, so aside from the fact that we should no longer call it the, the Chinese virus, what, what yeah. is really interesting to me is, so let's say, go, just going down the conspiracy lane for a second here, so let's just say that there is someone, some company, some organization that is to benefit from this. If you look at Jack Ma as an example, right, the guy who leads Alibaba, that is a huge e-commerce company. Right. And Jack Ma got hammered. I believe it was Jack who had done the um, he originally lost billions of dollars when about six years ago or so he tried to launch the uh, the clerkless stores. Right. Where you just go in, you get what you get and then you, you know, you leave and it's and it's based on, you know, your, your fingerprints or your eyes or I don't know, whoever you are, you just get charged for whatever it is that you take. He lost billions of dollars on that. Now, as you look at where we're at, there are a lot of places that are going to that type of model. And of course, the timing is perfect on that now because there's no human interaction, no contact, et cetera, et cetera. So let's just say that there is that, that conspiracy theory of, well, you know, we've got to give up some of our own people. And so in this case, how many people actually died in China? Was it 80,000 or was it less? It's less, right? I mean, it's, it's less than that. Yeah, I don't know what the exact number is, but less than that, I'm almost positive. But whatever the number is, maybe they looked at it from the standpoint of, hey, we need to, you know, we're going to sacrifice some of our own people here in order to create all of this fear and create this new model, this new economic model in terms of how business runs. I mean, if we're running it in, in down that path, somebody like a Jack Ma who has Alibaba, right? And who has, uh, you know, a huge e-commerce presence and who has some of the original patents around um, uh, uh, clerk lists and employee lists environments for shopping. I mean, he's already rich. He, he could stand to make a lot of money here. And just playing that out further, uh, look at Bezos, right? I mean, look at what's going on as far as Amazon is concerned. And there's money being made there during a time when so many other companies are suffering. So it, it's, it, it's worth a conversation in terms of did something happen here to sacrifice a handful of people in order to create this fear and this new economy? Is, is that in fact possible? Richie, what's your take on that? Whew. Um, I'd take a heck of a lot of coordination, you know, I, I don't, I just think that almost going back to Emeralds when she was talking about the Chinese character or danger is the combination of the character of opportunity meets dan um, danger, danger meets, meets opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so crisis the definition or the characters were danger and opportunity. So I just think, I don't, I don't think that by any means this was somebody that created this to mess with the economy and change it to a new model. 
if so, we got a lot worse problems than that if that's going on. Um, but you think, I, far, you think it's completely out of the question, completely far-fetched, not even possible for consideration? Oh, no. I mean, anything's a possibility. You know, I just, I think it's far-fetched. If you ask my opinion on whether someone would do it to take it out, I think there's, I think there's other ways they could do that. Um, mm -hmm. I just think the rich and, and and hold on so if you so if you play that out for one second so if you play that out for one second if you think about who this is really attacking and who this is affecting right in terms of specifically those and again yes there are outliers here but specifically those who are elderly to mary's point right the elderly don't use technology in the same way that the millennials and the gen x and the gen z's and so on do so if we are in fact moving to a different model where we have to adapt to a certain way, a new way of being, who's going to be quicker to adapt to that new way of being, new way of operating, new way of living than those who are not in that particular demographic, right? So isn't it interesting that it's, that it's attacking only those folks who are more susceptible to these types of issues? Is well, something so first off, who would you pick that would be the person? Let's, if, since we're playing this out and you're saying it's a possibility, and I know we're just playing here. This is why I want the disclaimer sign here. Hey, we're messing around. Um, we're not actually saying that this is what's happening. Uh, but, you know, we're, everyone's wondering, right? To, Mary, to Mary's point earlier, more deaths have happened with other things that are going on, like, why is this going into super lockdown, right? And it kind of plays into what you're saying. It, it, could it be, Steve? I'm not saying Mary's saying that, but like, it just, so many questions pop up. But back to one of my earlier comments, like, that's a lot of billionaires that own those professional teams. Those aren't poor people. And like, do you, like, who would be, the group of people that would sit there and say, we're going to, we're going to all benefit in the long haul, but you Marriott and you uh, live nation and you, all these people that entertain the poor right now, you're going to take the big hit and you can make up your money later. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I don't see what that group looks like. Is it pharmaceuticals? Well then why would the pharmaceuticals want to take out all the elderly people? They're, they're the ones using the most of the drugs. So yeah. I, did, I just. Yeah, but on Medicare, so it's not big dollars. Yeah, I hear you. So, so let's, let's, let's ask you guys this then. What, what can we do? What do you recommend people do? And what do you guys recommend that people do to traverse this challenging time? So Mary, you know, based on your, your teachings, your expertise, what you've seen over the years, your religious beliefs, et cetera, um, and you're muted there, so just unmute yourself when you come back on. Um, what, what would you suggest that people do to really navigate these, these difficult times? And what, what do you suggest? Well, I think we have to find our own faith, whatever your faith is, and really dive into it. Um, rely more on yourself than other, I think it's a wake-up call for people like you mentioned, Richard, at the Marriott. 
you know, people are maybe still getting furloughed. They'll get a paycheck at some point. But yeah. for me, I have to rely on myself and become more creative, which is important. I'm going to just a brief story. So, you know, they stopped masses. The Catholic church said no more masses after this past Sunday. Yeah. We have daily mass Monday through Saturday, and then the regular masses on the weekend. So I went to the church to count the money. I walk in to get the bags of money in the safe and 60 people there, all praying the rosary, all scattered throughout the church. So you only have like one person in a pew. And what's that telling of? I think it just struck me as like, wow. So the priest would go in and celebrate mass by himself and Mm. word got out. So people started showing up but they're being respectful and there's no host. There's nothing like that. But I don't know. I mean, you have to have some place to go inside when life hits you sideways. And this, we definitely got hit sideways very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rich, what, um, what, what do you suggest folks, folks do here to, to navigate these, these challenging times? Uh, I, I think it's actually pretty easy. Um, other than people who are going to be going through financial hardship, they've been living paycheck to paycheck, you know, I can't remember the exact stats, but a huge percentage had somewhere between 400 and $2,000 in their savings. I mean, that's, man, they're going to take a hit. And I really, really feel for those people, uh, regardless of any other thing and deaths are, are potentially horrible with whatever flu, whatever, but, but they're part they're also part of life. So, um, Back to your question, though, I would say do the stuff you should have been doing anyway. Um, work on yourself. Work on not over-exaggerating. It's partially why I said, hey, we're, you know, we're going to go down this path of a what if and we're just going to talk right now. Like, I, It's so easy for people to start conversations where you can take bite-sized pieces that make fear amongst everybody. And especially yeah. someone that's a marketer like myself, I know half the world just getting paid for getting people to click on stuff. So, um, you know, it gets frustrating to me, even though there's times I could even benefit from that. So um, work on yourself, learn some new things, spend more time with your family. Um, Can I add this in Richard to your point? So even though it was raining here in the last 30 minutes, I see a guy jogging. I see two women walking by, people walking their dogs. They're at the beach. So get outside. Rejuvenate yourself. Calm your fears. Physical exercise. The beauty of where we live. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, too, because in some locations, like I have a friend, uh, Christian Michelson, who lives in Puerto Rico, uh, in a, a Dorado Beach area there. They, um, they actually have uh, instituted, for lack of a better term here, some degree of martial law, where if you go, like, even outside of your home, and you go to the beach, as an example, they will, they will arrest you, and you will have up to a $5,000 fine. So, it's, it's, it's scary, you know, That's, and... That seems a little overdone. I mean, I... 
I can't imagine they would do that here because you're not touching anyone. You're six to 10 feet apart. Right. Yeah. You know, but then again, when you look at, when, when you look at shows like the hands may tail and, you know, and these sort of thing, and it's just kind of like, yeah, that could never happen. And then it just, it, it's, it's inch by inch. It's not like everybody comes in and just says, okay, we're taking away all of your freedoms. It's like, it's just, one little step and then one little step and one little step. So, you know, what's, what's interesting is for the first time um, ever, I actually, and I know I'm sure there's some court of public opinion on this, but I actually went to a, I went to a gun shop and um, do you, do you own a gun, Mary? You're nodding your head. Do not. I'm, I think I have gone to the gun range and shot, you know, learned how to shoot a gun but I did hear gun sales are going up because people are afraid the government's going to take all of our rights and tyranny and civil unrest. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And I did send you guys and Kelly the link to the Bill Gates article that he funded per bright. And that owns the patent for the coronavirus, which was for a vaccine for bronchitis. Interesting. Yeah. So it's there. Yeah. Rich, um, do you, do you want a gun? Are you with me? I don't know. Richie, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Um, do, do, do you own a gun? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't use it much. It's more, uh, well, hopefully not. Collectible. <laughs> it's collectible. It's He's collectible. in the studio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, yeah. So it is interesting. And I will say that, um, you know, while a lot of um, stores and malls and whatnot have been absolutely empty, um, but I did go to a gun store and they were packed, packed. Are you going to buy a gun or you just wanted to see what they had? I already did. Yep. 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 So, so... You know, exactly. And so, you know, and, and part of that, honestly, is, is not because of the fear of, of other people by any stretch, but the, the fear of, you know, these, these civil liberties being, being encroached upon, you know, I mean, literally step by step by step. And in, like in San Francisco, I mean, they are, they are, they are literally on lockdown. Like it, there's a two week lockdown in San Francisco right now. You, you cannot, you cannot go out. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but you, they, you cannot go in and out. So it is, you know, it's, I don't know. Let me, let me just simply say this, which is, you know, there, there are a lot of people uh, who can, can certainly help you through these times and now is not the time to recoil now is not the time to cut off communication you know reach out more than perhaps you ever did before by phone and by email and by social and if you you know if you if you really are are having a a tough tough time navigating uh, this, this, you know, this, this terrain here, there's people like Susan Desenzi, who's, who's on uh, the chat right now. Um, 
you know, reach out for people like Susan. You know, I mean, there, there are qualified professionals who, who would be more than happy to just talk with you and, and just help you, right? So just it's easy in this moment to, to kind of want to go inwards and, and stay out of the conversation. And we here at Reinvention Radio, I mean, we just encourage you to, to connect with us, you know, either myself or Mary or Richie or, again, qualified people like, like Susan Desenzi, who's on uh, right now in this chat. We're also doing this as a, as a live Facebook. It's a Facebook Live right now. Um, and there are plenty of, uh, of folks out there who will just talk to you and, and will be happy to be uh, an ear um, in these, in these moments, uh, of, of, of difficulty, but, you know, to, to that end, um, I also encourage you guys, especially those who are, um, for the first time really just trying to, to figure out like, how do I, how do I navigate my own career path? Right. In terms of like, what do I, you know, that's the, that's the fundamental question, right? Of what do you do when you can no longer do what you do? And so for those of you who have those, uh, those day jobs and you're now finding yourself with more time at, at home than ever, and, and you're really thinking twice about, God, you know, do I, do I even want to go back to, to that career? Um, I'll just put this up here in the chat. Um, you know, grab, grab a free copy. We give, we give the book, What Is Your What? discover the one amazing thing you were born to do away for free. Um, so go to whatisyourwhat.com and, and read the book. Now's a, now's a perfect time, a perfect time to really begin uh, examining what you're, what you're great at and, and what comes as naturally to you as breathing. You know, how are you naturally wired to excel? You know, yes. To your point, I think we all, most of us have a side hustle in the back of our mind. Even though you're going to your day job and getting your paycheck and we put it off. I challenge people to, what is my side hustle possibility? And with mm -hmm. technology these days, you could probably get something up and running pretty quickly. If you have a skill set, go to a place like Fiverr.com. And put sure. out your talent, your skill, your expertise. Yeah. Let's, uh, Kathleen, how you doing? Let's see if we can get your mic working. Kathleen, are you there? Well, there you are. I am. So kind of, good, yes. good. I know you got some insight for all of us here. Give, uh, give us your thoughts on, on where we're at. Well, thank you so much. This was such a treat. I just saw the link, so... <laughs> Good. Glad you're here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the good news is um, I did in conscious calendars predict 9-11 type energy hitting in mid-February. The other good news is that we are on the verge of a shift. There are three shifts that are about to occur in the next two weeks, one of which is the virulence of the... Uh, coronavirus will be changing flavor. Doesn't mean we're out of the woods. The experts have clearly stated that for 18 months, this will occur in waves. And 
The very interesting thing is that when we look at the Vedic astrology chart of the United States and its global impact from its U.S. markets, this is a return to 9-11 energy. The skies are quieter, just like back then. What is great about this time and the opportunity that all entrepreneurs or people who are doing side hustles have, and what's so beautiful about your audience having access to podcasts and coming into your programs for podcasts, is that the energy for entrepreneurs and people running small businesses is all about increasing virtual access, which people are working from home, but also this is such a ripe time to increase diversity of income and with access to all of the services that Steve has. Um, this is a perfect time to launch a podcast. More and more people, right? I mean, it really is. And that is a way to actually also be contributing and supporting others and contributing your knowledge. But that energy in the house of entrepreneurship for the United States in particular, is about that diversification of income, going virtual, and podcasts are part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Let's, um, Heidi, I know you're walking the beach there. Hopefully you're not going to get uh, arrested because I know in some places they're actually kicking you off the beach. Um, unmute yourself and what, uh, what input do you have uh, in terms of how folks can uh, get through this challenging time? Well, so uh, part of this uh, walk on the beach was actually a very intentional move on my part uh, because a lot of people are in lockdown and they can't actually leave their homes. So I actually did a Facebook Live for the last 20 minutes walking the beach with my camera on so people could experience a little bit of beach. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of data about the benefits of, uh, of actually you know, watching videos or seeing pictures of nature and how that can benefit your, um, your immune system and your body and mind. So I've been trying to uh, do what I can to share what I'm able to. And because I have a dog, I'm allowed that dog walk to take him out. And, uh, but we're, we're definitely in lockdown in San Francisco. And I'm about to launch a new podcast. So I've been putting a lot of effort into that and just trying to make sure that um, I'm very intentional about what kinds of things we're going to be talking about so that it benefits people when they're in this lockdown state. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And uh, just encourage you guys to share this and let's get others on here who can provide some, some input in terms of how you can help folks through this challenging time. And uh, Robin, I see you, you joined us here as well. Uh, if you wanted to unmute yourself, feel free. We'd love to bring you on there. Robin, Hi. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Mm. I definitely came home from the summit with uh, great new ideas. And I just jumped into doing a Facebook Live every day at 10 a.m. Central Time and telling people, hey, you have opportunities and shifting your mindset from the fear to the let's do this. Wow, there's all this stuff I wanted to do and now I can do it and not yeah. give in to the other. Yeah. Is there, um, is there something in particular that you can often, and Heidi, I'm just going to stop your video there just because you're wa walking, it's a little distracting. Um, but is there something in particular, Robin, that you could uh, suggest for folks in terms of an exercise or something that they can do something to, to really help them through this challenging time? Yes. To, I mean, it's super simple. Um, but right off the cuff is to, when you get those feelings starting, just stop. 
Well, first turn off the media. <laughs> turn oh. off the media, except for podcasts. Don't turn off podcasts, right? <laughs> but, you know, if you start feeling like, oh my God, I don't know how this is going to work out, and you get yourself in a loop, really, you're just zipping yourself up, just stop and take a breath and really ground yourself and really take the time to go, wait, right in this moment, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. My, my, I'm fine. My kids are fine. My family's fine, whatever it might be in your life. And, and don't get sucked into that catastrophizing thing. Yeah. Uh, plenty of other people are doing that. You don't have to, you mm-hmm. get to choose your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I don't think everybody always believes they get to choose their thoughts, but in the end they actually do. And so mm-hmm. my message is you get to choose and, and you have to catch it. So it's learning to become aware so you can catch it. Yeah, so many of us live in the, in, in the illusion of what might be as opposed to what actually is and the reality of what actually is. Um, I know I've been guilty of that uh, without a shadow of a doubt. And, 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 it's, and it's hard when you get in that place of, of being stuck in the, in the illusion of what might be and what you think is as opposed to the reality of what is actually real. And so what do you do when you get stuck uh, in, in that moment, Robin? Well, I, I'm encouraging people to make a list. What happens, I know it happens for me, is I have all this stuff I want to do. And then when I get time to do it, I go, uh, <laughs> and it's like I can't remember. So I'm like, sit down, just take 10 minutes and make a list of the things that, it is, that you did want to learn to do. Uh, especially if you're like in San Francisco and you are like in this place. Yeah, that's right. Hey, if you always wanted to learn how to cook, go subscribe to great courses plus and learn Mediterranean cooking or, you know what I'm saying? And the thing people get stuck because they weren't thinking about that list. So make the list, put it on your refrigerator. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is what I wanted to learn. Yeah. Spanish. I wanted to, you know, understand the history of whatever. Yeah. And I think people just forget because they get caught up. So make a list that you can see. All right. I'm going to go ahead and mute you out there. Jennifer, I think you popped on next and give you an opportunity or did you just want to come say hi? Yeah, please unmute yourself. And um, if you had some suggestions for how folks can uh, really help through, you know, navigate, uh, if you will, through this challenging time here. And then uh, Susan, I'd love to hear from you as well, please. Yeah, sorry. Um, I just got a response back. I've done a pitch to a radio station. I'm going to be on the radio tomorrow morning talking about this. Um, So uh, it's about teaching people how to take a pause to check in to see how they're feeling throughout their day. So if everyone can take a pause when you're washing your hands to ask yourself, how am I feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually on a scale of one to 10? And for me, if my numbers are below a seven in any of those areas, I need to stop and do something to boost my energy. So mm-hmm. whether it's deep breath, going outside for a walk, doing a meditation, doing a little dance, because I know that who I'm going to be in that next encounter, whether I'm talking to a loved one or having a conversation here or preparing something for uh, an exchange with a client, I'm not going to show up as the best version of me. So it's yeah. about doing the check-in and then also doing something to boost your energy so you can be the best version of you. Awesome. 
No, it's really, really helpful. All right, if I can ask you guys all just to hit that share button and just share this with others. We've got um, incredibly talented people on, uh, of course, Mary Goulet and Richie Ote, and, and you know, I'm here from Reinvention Radio. Uh, but this is, this is an opportunity to do sort of our own community town hall, if you will, around how we can help folks through this challenging time. And you know, even those of us who are giving advice are taking advice. So, I mean, I'm, I'm learning from, from each of you. So please just take a moment and, and hit the share button there uh, and let your communities know uh, that we are live and um, you know, here in, in support of one another. Uh, Susan, let's have you unmute yourself. How, uh, how, how can you help folks navigate through this challenging time? What are your, what are your thoughts? And, and just please share. Hey, all. Um, thanks, Steve, for the opportunity. And Mary and Richie, good to see you all. Um, you know, as a, as a licensed therapist over the last 23 years, one of the things that I found most challenging when people were really sitting in a place of fear of anything or anxiety was that, you know, it, it's really easy to, you know, and I'm not countering anybody else. This is just my experience with thousands of people over the years is that it's really easy to say, let's just change our thoughts and to let's just do something different. And that's fine. That's perfect. It helps tremendously. The problem is when the thoughts are really pervasive and they keep coming back, then what do we do, right? Mm -hmm. We can keep trying to do different things and we can keep distracting ourselves. But what I found is that there's a big difference between feelings and emotions. And as, you know, um, I'm not sure who it was that just said that, um, if we check in with what we're physically feeling, we notice that there are sensations. And then we check in with what the thoughts are that are tied to those feelings, those sensations. And we put a label to it, like I'm scared or I'm nervous or I'm under anxiety. And so a way to kind of combat the pervasive thoughts that keep coming back when you haven't really dealt with the root and now may not be the, the absolute time to deal with it in this absolute moment of fear is to at least be aware and write it down. What am I really afraid of? Am I afraid of dying? Am I afraid of catching COVID-19? Am I afraid of losing my income and my, ho my home and my family splitting apart or whatever it might be? Yeah. Am I afraid my children won't graduate or go to their prom and they will forever be essentially traumatized by the fact that they never got to experience that? And then we need to ask ourselves, in this moment then, what can I do? Mm -hmm. How can I fulfill those needs and shift those thoughts that will really help us get to the root over time to really understand how to move through and navigate all this fear and all this uncertainty and all this concern about the future? Because again, the truth is we only have the present moment. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. That. Now I've got to jump myself to go do my own live. Thank you all. I love y'all. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, you too, for sure. And um, I know Red jumped on and, uh, and Sabrina as well. So if you guys wanted to share your thoughts or if you're just hanging out, that's cool. But if you wanted to share your thoughts, then, uh, you know, feel free to go ahead and, uh, and unmute yourself. Hey, how are you, Red? Hey, how are you guys? It's so good, good. to see everybody. I'm at an airport. Are you really surprised? Um, <laughs> I'm still on the road from L.A., so I just wanted to um, put some good vibes out there to everybody quickly. I won't, I can't stand long, but I, I just wanted to um, come to your comment, Steve, about the fact that you went and bought a gun. And I just think it's 
very interesting um, that this is where, you know, kind of where we are. And I just wanted to speak to uh, the fact that I think it all comes down to control. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Um, so what I mean by that is what's happening right now is people feel as though they're out of control. They don't have control over what's happening to them. So what we will do, um, what we tend to do, what we sometimes tend to do is we simply try to do something that makes us feel as though we do have control, um, whatever that might be. So if that means buying more toilet paper, um, if it means buying a gun, if it means, you know, whatever that is, that's what we're really looking for is something because we feel like we don't have control over this mm -hmm. and that decisions are being made and that we don't have anything to say about those decisions that we're just kind of having to go along for the ride. And, um, what I would just share with everybody is just to remember that we're way more durable than we give ourselves credit for. Mm. And when we come together and we remember that we're all in things together, and I don't mean this in a fluffy way. I mean, this as a, in a, like I, I'd go to war with you, Steve, would you go to war with me? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I mean like that. I mean, like, you know, there are people that have our backs. There are people that care. There are a lot of people that care. And I think if we can just remember that we do have a lot of control because the one thing that we can control, the most important thing is our thoughts. And so when we get stuck, somebody mentioned being stuck, you know, when we get in that place of, I can't, I can't, I can't stop it. Like the anxiety won't curb, kind of like the experience that you had that you wrote about through the email, which was life-changing, by the way appreciate you sharing that. Um, it, it is a, it's hard not to panic, but at the same time, we can control what we choose to think. So all of these things people are talking about, I, I don't think they're fluffy. I think they're distraction. And I think it's really important. Go walk your dog. It'll, it'll shift your, you'll start thinking about something else. You'll find a little appreciation in the fresh air. You'll find appreciation in the dog that just knows it's another great day. Um, you know, distract yourself in good ways. Uh, be careful about the other stuff, you know, that's not so good. Um, you know, that doesn't make us feel so good. That doesn't really serve us. But anything that is a distraction, you know, uh, hold your baby closer. You know, um, those things that just are constantly like a good feeling thing. And if you're really stuck, just look for a little relief. Don't, you can't, you know, we can't jump from panic to contentment. It's just not going to happen. It's too yeah. far away. It's just yeah. too far. But if we can shift a little bit from panic to just a little relief, that's, that's good. That's yeah. huge, especially collectively. You know, it, it, that's, that's a big shift. So for me, I'm just constantly doing, you know, some meditation for relief. I'm not looking for a big jump. I'm not uh, trying to reach too far because I know myself well enough to know that's just too far away that feeling but I can find a calmness I can find that relief and just living trying to stay as present as possible because at the end of the day um, you know there's nothing wrong with a reminder of how valuable our time is yeah well thank you for that and uh, yeah for sure life safe and we'll talk really really soon let's um Yes. One quick thing Let's, to that. Absolutely, Sabrina. So, and everything that we do as a company, Danny's talking about all these great ways to shift. That's literally what, what we provide as a, as a company.
Sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we accidentally got you muted there. Hold on one second. Let me unmute you. Say it again. Okay. Go ahead. Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Go ahead. So, so all of these little ways to shift that Jani was talking about, the, those are tools that, that we provide as a company. Um, and what we're trying to do to help people right now is giving all of the tools that we offer for free um, and they're all virtual. So if, if this is a time for connection for people, we feel like social media actually is kind of great at connecting people at a time where we're all alone in our apartments or, you know, even if you're stuck with people, you're still kind of feeling maybe a little isolated. So um, one of the things that we're doing is at the same time every day. So there's, there's tons of tools and free things out there. We're providing a free workout every single day from 6 to 7 p.m. on Facebook. We're all at 4 p.m. every day, so I have to jump right now um, doing two moving meditations every single day on Instagram Live. So I'm going to go on there right now and do the moving meditation for unity and the moving meditation for compassion. Um, cool. So, you know, any, any tools that people can find to help them shift. Jani mentioned relief. We're also just going to go live on the stream at six and do the moving meditation for relief. Sweet. So if anybody wants to join in, we will share that with all of you. And it's so great to see you and just feel connected here. Yeah, you too. And anybody who has a resource, if you want to share any sort of resource, just do it in the chat on the Facebook live there. Um, and feel free to share that resource. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com.